Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to World Spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions with your host, Reverend Paul John Roach. So, hello and welcome to our first World Spirituality show for 2022. Happy New Year to everyone. I hope you're doing reasonably okay. And since we're this is a unity-based show, I should say more than okay. I hope you're doing it fabulously uh, today, and um, but not in a in a sense of denial. You know, I'm 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 laughing and whistling past the graveyard. We have to be real as well, right? So there's a balance there. Uh, My guest that was going to be on the show today had to cancel at the last moment, so I've decided to talk about our role in 20. 22 what is it that is ours to do for the highest and best in 2022 and i think we've all got ideas around that and maybe you set some uh, resolutions or intentions for the new year and uh, that are yours to to carry out or or maybe this is a new idea and you know let me think about it what what is my role here i'm i'm not just a um being manipulated by others, I have I have the power to direct my life, and of course, this is a, a huge unity principle, isn't it? The idea that that we are not just pawns in the game, but we are masters of our own destiny, masters of existence, as my old professor Ed Rabel put it, and I, I like that. We are masters, or we're called to be masters of existence, and that doesn't mean controlling everything. It means taking charge of what is ours to do and, and being the most helpful we can. So, by the way, since I'm going solo today, if you want to join me uh, by calling in and asking a question or have a comment about this subject, what are our roles and what is my role for 2022, uh, please feel free to call in at 816 three five 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 that's eight one six two five one three five 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 be delighted to to chat with you so what are we facing before we can talk about our role uh, we need to be honest about what we're facing right and uh, all of us will probably have some things on our list that are commonalities the first of which of course is going to be covid because we've been dealing with uh, the coronavirus now for two or three years, right? We're going into our third year with it. Uh, we thought it'd be over at the end of 2020. It wasn't. Um, and now we're dealing with further variants. So it's very much with us. So COVID uh, is is very much something that uh, is taking up a lot of our energy. 
and as impacting us. And uh, for those of us who know people who are on the front lines of this, um, my son-in-law is an emergency room doctor, uh, and so he's he's dealing with it on uh, up close and personal on a on a daily basis. Uh, and many others, uh, you know, are involved in in service industries, uh, in security services, the police, whatever, uh, dealing with uh, with with COVID um, very personally, uh, as well as healthcare professionals and, and others. So, um, and all of us actually are dealing with it because I think all of us by now have been impacted in some way. Um, I I did the two vaccinations and then the booster, but. Uh, I still got COVID back in the summer, and I don't know where it came from. I thought I was being careful, but I, I got it, and then my wife had it. Um, but we came through, and uh, we're trying to be careful. Um, and again, this is a controversial subject, isn't it? Because we have a lot of uh, differing viewpoints on on COVID and the validity of COVID. Uh, some people don't even want to get vaccinated and have reasons for that. And uh, our, our job on this show is not to say one's right and one's wrong, but to say, use your common sense, use what you, the, the, the God-given wisdom that you have to determine what's the best for you and others. Because sometimes protecting ourselves is also helping others, right? Um, we, we want to be wise for, for not just for our selfish reasons, but because we're part and parcel uh, of this universe, of this world, of this country. And I want to talk more about that in the second segment, about how how that is a very uh, real thing, not just a nice idea. So we're facing COVID. Um, we're facing climate change. That's in the news a lot. And um, we, we seem again to be sticking our heads in the sand in some regards, just continuing the way we've always done things. Um, Though I have seen a little bit of a speed up in, in recent years now um, from both the government uh, of the governments of the world and, and also from uh, industry and uh, commerce uh, to be more mindful of uh, what things we can do uh, to reverse climate change. But it's still a huge issue and will continue to be so for the next decade. So that's another thing on our list. Uh, what are we facing? Uh, we're facing a lot of misinformation. I think that's been around for for many, many years, uh, ever since propaganda began, and propaganda's been with us for thousands of years. But it seems to be writ large recently um, in the last 10 years, uh, this, this idea of the fake news and whatnot coming from uh, both sides of the political spectrum and... Uh, you know, protecting ourselves from from truth or having our own spin on truth, uh, uh, whatever that is. You know, um, Jesus said that he came to 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 witness to the truth, and uh, Pontius Pilate, being the political animal he was, said, "What is truth? It's a very relative thing, isn't it? Uh, and, and nobody could really put the the." thumb or finger on it and say this is exactly what truth is. Um, in Unity, of course, we talk about truth of the capital T. But again, I, I, um, I challenge you to define that. It's something you know to be true, but can't necessarily define it. But when we, when we see the truth, when we understand it, 
we know it to be that it is the truth um and and so it, you know it's one of those things that is really hard to codify uh what exactly truth is because truths can change can't they there can be many versions of events um we don't see things as they truly are case in point i was out in the the woods the other day on a walk with my wife and um we came across a beautiful little stream that was cutting through some deep uh, forest and uh, i could see the stream quite easily but when i took a photo of it it was it disappeared completely into the foliage and i thought now wait a minute i can see this stream when i look with my eyes but i don't see it in the photograph i don't really look hard to see the stream and i thought what's going on here because they say the camera never lies right so what was happening, I think, was I, um, through my consciousness, my conscious awareness, I was filtering out some of the foliage so that I could focus on the stream, whereas, in fact, the, the foliage was pretty much covering the stream up. So which was real? What was the truth there? Was the camera uh, lying or was I lying to myself? Or were they just different versions of reality? And I think that's a simple example, just looking at a, a stream in the forest. But I think all of us have different views of what uh, what reality and truth are. Um, and so, we, you know, we have to humble ourselves in, in the sense that uh, we we don't always see things clearly. Um, and uh, to be arrogant about thinking that I have a corner on the market on the corner on truth uh, is a very dangerous um, way to approach life. So misinformation, division, you know, which is part and parcel of misinformation, isn't it? Uh, we we feel we're in a divided world where things are very divisive, um, and we see that in our own country. We see that throughout the, throughout the world. Uh, the old paradigms of of competition, of competing nation to nation, or tribe to tribe, or gang to gang, or or even in your own job, uh, thinking that one person is uh, a danger to you in in your the security of your job, whatever it might be. In the family, we 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 set ourselves up for competition with another member of the family. So these are these are all paradigms that are challenging and uh, things that we we are facing that really are not helpful uh, to live the seamless, um, the unitive life. Uh, and competition uh, in between nation states. You know, we've got many nation states that are vying for supremacy in our world and um, we fear those those nations like particularly china um and uh, rogue states such as north korea or whatever um so you know the, there's that old sense of them and us again and then of course there's our own uh, personal difficulties and challenges right that uh, that that, that be, uh, befall us that uh, are ours to deal with Put all that together, and I'm sure you've got a list of your own. You can add to the one I've come up with here. Put all that together, and we're in danger of some kind of burnout or exhaustion. I know many people are exhausted with COVID, exhausted with dealing with uh, the downturn that, that's that's coming because of climate change and all the fear around that. What are we doing to our planet? Uh, and we feel uh, incapacitated, you know, mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted, just worn out. And it's only four days into 2022. We don't want to feel burned out or exhausted, do we? So 
that's enough about the, uh, the, the challenges we're facing. Um, let's talk about, because uh, we want to be positive, what, what, what are some ways that we can shift that around, right? And before we get to that, though, I want to talk about the idea that uh, life has always been problematic. There is no time in history when craziness was not happening, right? And if you can find a time, a Shangri-La state, then let me know about it, because I don't think there ever was one. In fact, we talk about the Golden Age or the uh, the land of Tiranog in, in, in the Celtic tradition, the land of endless summer, uh, the, the, the the time when everything was good, the Shangri-La high in the, in the Himalayas, right? Um, the Shambhala or the, the, the place we go to later on, um, where it's all perfect, often after death. But, but of course, these are places that are like at the end of the rainbow. We never find the end of it. We, it's, it never did exist, um, uh, at least not in this world of conditions of time and change. So um, we have to be honest about this and, and look at the problematic nature of life and, and see through it. Right? The Buddha said life is suffering, but he came up with a, a plan to embrace that idea, but also to move uh, beyond it into, into a higher awareness of what's possible. Um, Job in the Old Testament is probably one of the greatest pieces of literature focusing on suffering. Uh, and he came through it too. Uh, Jesus on the cross. Um, he came through the cross situation, the cross uh, of terrible pain and torture uh, to be resurrected. And, uh, you know, whether you take these things literally or symbolically, there's a way through. This is the, the understanding that we are not limited by the things that can attack our physical bodies and our mental being, our body mind. We are greater than that. We have something within us that is inconceivably larger and greater. We can call it spirit, the truth, the essence of love. Whatever you want to call it uh, is not so important as activating it, as coming to that awareness of, of that beauty that is is within us, because that place is free of the conditions that we're talking about and gives us power to change and transform those conditions. Everything is impermanent. And you could say, well, wait a minute, that's a bad thing. You know, I wish things wouldn't keep changing. I, I'm going to lose all the things that I love, all the, all the people that I love. They're never going to be around. They're, they're going to change. Everything's... Um, People are going to die. But the good news is the impermanence allows for transformation. It allows for the phoenix to arise out of the ashes. It, it allows for uh, a new paradigm to replace the old one, right? So impermanence change is eminently um, something to be desired, I believe, rather than something to fear. There's an old story, if you may recall it, of a king who wanted to have a short saying that he could inscribe on a ring so that when he looked at it, he would be comforted in difficult times, but also brought to center in high times, in, in times of ecstasy, something that would always remind him of, of the impermanence. And he asked all his courtiers and his wise men to come up with a, a phrase that he could put on his, on his signet ring, but none of them could come up with it. 
And uh, then he called for anyone in the kingdom to uh, to come up with this phrase. And again, nobody could seem to come up with a phrase that, that would uh, calm him in difficult times and bring him down to center, back to center when he was feeling a little hyper. Um, and, and finally, a wandering beggar, so the story goes, uh, came to the king and everybody laughed at this beggar, but he had the four words that he had inscribed on the king's ring. And the, the, the four words, you may know it, this too shall pass. So whenever we're in the terrible misery of suffering and, and desperation, we can bring solace to ourselves by saying this too shall pass. And, and when we're in ecstasy and feeling like it's never going to be bad again, I, I'm on cloud nine, then it's also good to come back down to earth and get centered with the knowledge that this too shall pass. So both extremes, right? The Buddha called it the middle way. It's beyond the extremes of, of um, ecstasy or desperation, uh, joy or sorrow. It's coming back to the heart of deep abiding peace that's deep within us every moment of every day. And, and I love that because it's from that centeredness, from that middle way, from that place of balance that we are able to live successful lives. That leads us into our discussion of uh, what are our roles. And once again, I, I say to you, if you want to call in, feel free to do that. 816-251-3555. You've got ideas of your own about what we've been talking about or have a question please feel free to call in. So, what are our roles? Well, I would say the first thing is uh, not to give up in the face of difficulty, right? Uh, not to just say, oh, it's too hopeless, I'm, I'm not gonna bother uh, to have sort of ennui or a, a sense of fatalism or nihilism, uh, because we, we are greater than that. We don't have to give up. Um, Although there's a tendency to do that sometimes, you know, an escape into uh, into addiction or, or into avoidance or whatever. None, none of these things are helpful in the long term, though, and um, lead us astray from from our our task. And if we allow ourselves to be overtaken by by these quali these negative qualities, um, even though it's understandable, you know, to feel burned out and whatnot, to give up is is not uh, is not helpful. For us, because um, in in our extremity, as the old cliche goes, is God's opportunity. Uh, yeah, and and there's there's something about creative letting go, right? First of all, before you can let go, you have to let in what's going on. You have to be real about what's what's happening at any given time. Um, otherwise, you're in denial. But then, once you've looked at it and seen what it is then you begin to let go and allow God to, to do the work in and through you. And when we say God, it's not the God outside of ourselves, but that spiritual resource that's at the core of us. So we let, let go of our human desire to control, and we let the spirit within us inform us and guide us, right? To let go and let God 
to let go and let be, as Meister Eckhart put it, to let let yourself be who you truly are. You are more than you believe yourself to be at times. You are more than a physical being, more than a mental being, more than a role, more than uh, the ideas you have in your head, more than the things you do every day. You are something magnificent. You are spirit, right? You are that essence of infinite possibility. And once you know this, once you have an inkling of this, everything changes. There, There are no limits set upon you except the ones that you set upon yourself. That's a powerful statement. I remember first coming into Unity over 40 years ago and hearing that those those words that i i am a being of infinite possibility and i thought wow that is incredible i've never really taken that in i brought that home to myself that i am worthy to receive that uh, magnificence that i am that magnificence and it's not just me we all are and so it's not a selfish thing it's a recognition that god has given us the the creative outflowing of the universe has given us infinite possibility and by the way if there's any doubt about that you know i look i look at um certain insects or butterflies um or or other animals and uh, they they have this amazing coloration on them and sometimes the 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 animal looks like another animal it's got eyes on its wings and it looks exactly like a a, a rodent, for instance, even though it's a, a butterfly. Uh, and this is to protect it, you know, so that other animals won't won't uh, attack it. Or it looks like a snake, or it, it has a way of uh, camouflaging itself. And I and I ask myself now, how did that insect or bug or whatever it is know to create that camouflage? It it it, it couldn't possibly be just a a natural selection over millions of years because there was a purpose here and that purpose manifested as that coloration because it can happen in a couple of generations that uh, insects can change their coloration in order to protect themselves um, to camouflage themselves so some things that work here not just evolutionary in the in the classical darwinian sense but, but in, in a greater sense, there's a, there's a consciousness that is working in and through every living thing. And so if it's working through just those little bugs, how much more is it working through the complex organisms that, uh, that we are? Um, and uh, we're all in this together, right? We all share the same consciousness. So, so therefore, if a miracle can happen at that, in that way, it can happen in, in, in me too. Um, and we have the power of transformation, the power of total change. Um, nothing is is limited in us, like we said, unless we choose to limit ourselves. So first thing is you can't avoid it. You have to face it, let go, and allow that creative magnificence to inform you. That creative presence will bring certain qualities to you that are helpful. Um, one quality I think that's essential right now, dealing with COVID and 
and all the, the stresses of this world is patience, staying calm in the midst of uh, difficulty, uh, what uh, Ernest Hemingway called grace under pressure, right? That ability to stay calm. Um, it's, it's a wonderful quality, and it often comes to us in the most extreme situations. Um, when the chips are down, uh, there's an there's a, a uprising, an upwelling of the ability to stay calm and cool in that difficult situation. You see it many times with people suffering in accidents. Um, we see it in Jesus when he was dealing with the, the, the horrible situation after he was arrested, stayed very calm and cool, and we can do the same. So uh, patience is a quality that I think is, is what comes to us when we remember who we are. The, the other quality that comes is, is skillfulness. Uh, the Buddhists sometimes call it skillful means. Um, clever and um, effective ways to deal with things that only the spirit knows that, to teach us. And so we become skillful. We know when not to speak, when it's not helpful to speak, but we also know when it is powerful to speak our truth. And uh, we, we can discern the difference between those two because we have skillful means. And the other quality I think that's essential is sanity. We, we live in an insane world in some regards. And uh, this, this gives us the quality of being sane. Um, many of the spiritual teachers say that uh, we are insane and, and part of the spiritual path is to return to sanity. And we, we buy into a world that is not necessarily real, right? And we act as if it is real, that we're conditioned by circumstances or by what people tell us we have to be. And, and if we buy into that too much, that, that is a sort of insanity. But to, to wake up to the clarity of infinite possibility is the sanest thing that we can do. So I think we're about ready to take a break. I shunted on for for almost 30 minutes now. Um, I, I, I don't usually do these solo shows, but um, on occasion they're necessary. But I hope it's been interesting so far. And when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, taking positive action and moving beyond old paradigms. I want to talk about quantum quantum thinking. So join me in a few minutes after these messages from Unity. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
We now return to World Spirituality with Reverend Paul John Roach. So welcome back to today's show. This is the first show on World Spirituality for 2022. And I'm talking about our role for 2022. And we've talked about some of the challenges that face us, uh, that face our world in general, like COVID, climate change, disinformation, uh, other stresses, our own personal challenges, and how it's easy to get overwhelmed, but to know that everything's impermanent, everything's subject to change. And that's not a bad thing, because it means that the bad stuff will change eventually. But uh, for us to contact the center of ourselves, the heart of ourselves, that place of infinite possibility is the way that we can uh, harness the qualities that we need to be effective, to to play a, a, a positive role in our lives. And I mentioned it before the break that some of the qualities that come from that awareness are patience, uh, skillfulness in discernment, and a certain amount of sanity. Instead of buying into the insane nature of so much of the world, we can return to a sane place where where we are kind and generous. So as we enter part two of our show today, um, let's look about look at how we can take positive action. Uh, and, and let's look at some of these challenges, positive, positive action in terms of COVID. Uh, you know, we, we have so much uh, differing information hitting us, but each of us decides how we want to approach uh, this, this uh, situation, this stressor called uh, coronavirus and uh, nobody's got 100% knowledge of how the best thing to do but uh, we can use those qualities of sanity and skillfulness to do what we think is is wise um, you know I, I've chosen to to get the uh, the vaccinations and the booster uh, to wear my mask when I'm in public places indoors um, and to avoid being in, among large groups of people if possible. Um, and that's my personal choice. Others don't feel that same way. But uh, do something that's positive for you. If you feel like this is being helpful and positive, do it. Um, likewise, in terms of climate change, what is ours to do? We might be overwhelmed, might think, oh, my goodness, there's nothing for me to do. But that is is not true, I don't think, because I think all of us can modify our habits, you know, uh, the way we use water and heat, um, the, the way we choose to recycle, um, the, the sheer amount of uh, uh, stuff that we accumulate, do we need it? Uh, there might be a way of recycling that. Uh, there are various things we could do. We can do um, a certain amount of activism on our local community and uh, educate others in, in how to to live more in harmony with, with the natural world. Um, there are various uh, things that we can take charge of um, in our own small personal life. And, and even though that may not yield the huge changes that are needed, I think everything is uh, moving that wheel forward, uh, even however little it is. And, and the more people do it, then we create a critical mass uh, where uh, it, it becomes uh, part of the conscious uh, awareness of, of the planet, and, and then there's a shift. So um, back in the day, they talked about the 100th monkey. Do you remember that? Where um, 
supposedly some monkeys on an island in, in Japan had learned to wash potatoes or whatever. I don't know if it's apocryphal or whatever, but anyway, uh, it's a cool story. They'd learned to wash potatoes, and after a hundred or so, these monkeys on one island had learned. Then uh, I, monkeys on other islands that were not connected to the original monkeys, they also began washing their their potatoes. And uh, the the idea was that uh, a thought atmosphere had been created, um, the the hollow field or whatever, and uh, the, the morphic fields, and the, there was a resonance. And so they, they picked up that idea. And it seems to be a certain amount of truth when you think about how um, ideas um, happen in our society. All of a sudden, everybody has a certain idea that seems to be, um, has always been the way. Uh, but where did it come from? You might not have read about it. Uh, you, you might not have uh, seen it in the news, but all of a sudden you're, you're holding that idea. And it's probably coming in, in, the, in the collective unconscious um, or the race consciousness, as Charles Fulmer put it, Everything is is interconnected, and uh, I think this this is a very um, powerful uh, thing that we can harness. That we we are called to collaborate, not to compete. And if you look at the most of society, um, that is what our success is based on: collaboration. A city, for instance, let me take a little sip of water here. I was joking with the engineer at um, half halfway through here. He says that, you know, he said set a unity minister going and they'll keep talking forever. <clears throat> Maybe that's true, but they also do need water. So, ah, yeah, that's better. Yeah, I don't think I've talked this much for months, actually, because I'm retired now. I don't do um, preaching anymore and uh, just talking uh, solo for an hour is, is quite a quite a lot anyway where was i uh, <coughs> we're talking about collaboration i think of a city i think of the way that that city is organized and you may say oh god city government everything's crazy look at the crazy traffic you think about how hundreds of thousands of people can work together and live together in relative harmony and this is incredible because most people are willing to collaborate and coexist with each other. And the aberrations are always there. There's always some crazy people who don't want to um, want to create problems, but the vast majority are willing to be part of that collaborative process. And I think that's the same thing in the larger context of our, of our country and our world, that uh, so many things um, are working together for good. Another positive thing we could do is take charge of our screen time. You know, we're not, I'm not saying give it up because I'm, I like my screen time. I, I look at my um, various um, uh, cyberspace offerings every day, but I do it with discernment and I try and look at uh, positive things uh, that will enhance who I am rather than drag me down. I try not to buy into propaganda um, and, and just uh, have that discerning, skillful means eye to things. Uh, but it's also good to sort of cut down on the amount of time you're spending uh, maybe on in cyberspace. And, uh, but certainly, if, if you do, uh, bring, a, bring a certain discernment to it. 
<clears throat> and let's recall, let's just reiterate what we said earlier, that we have within us everything that we need to be successful and effective. And why, why don't we say that as an affirmation? We have within us, I have, let's use that, let's personalize it. I have within me everything I need to be successful and effective this day. I have within me everything I need to be successful and effective this day. And for that, we say thank you, creative spirit of the universe. All paradigms, when they're dying, fight back. They retrench. They try and tell us that the, the old was best, that uh, we don't want to give up on these old values because they're the true values. But really, we, if we look at them clearly, we have to ask ourselves, are they? Um, in, in an old paradigm we've been living with for centuries now is them and us, uh, birth and death, and the linear idea of space-time. And them and us is what divides us, right? It keeps us separated. And when we're kept separate, uh, we divide and conquer. We, we, are, we are disempowered. Uh, birth and death, we're born, we buy into this idea that who we are is the physical, and so we're born and we die. But the reality is the spirit was never born. It can never die. We are greater than we think we are. And then the linear viewpoint that we start at a certain time and we end at another time, whether that be a lifetime or a day. But in reality, we are spirals. It's, it's not about linear. We're, we're in a universe that is uh, multidimensional. And the new paradigm is about quantum consciousness, quantum awareness of that interconnection. I think quantum uh, physics and, and quantum consciousness, uh, quantum uh, awareness is, is the wave of the future because it takes us from the old patterns, uh, which served us well and still serve us well to a degree, you know, Newtonian physics, whatever, to, to a higher awareness of what's really going on because the universe is way more uh, magnificent as we are that, than we can imagine. And uh, th this quantum awareness allows us to let go of either or thinking and embrace both and thinking. So we are both a particle and a wave at the same time. Um, we are living it locally, but there is a non-local reality, right? Um, particles that are millions of miles away from each other interact as if they were just right next door to each other. Now, how can that happen? unless there's something beyond space-time, right, where everything is intimately connected. And that happens in, in the, the world of particle physics, but it also happens in the world of our consciousness, of the synapses and the pulses and, and whatever's going on in our, in our brains and, and, and in our consciousness as well. So everything is available. Um, in the Buddhist... Uh, Tibetan Buddhist particularly um, way of looking at things, uh, the, there are three qualities of, of consciousness, three qualities of, of mind awareness, which I particularly like. I've been working with these qualities for a while now. And the qualities are open, 
clear and unimpeded. So the, the, the three aspects of your consciousness, openness, uh, it is empty, right? And yet full at the same time. It's, it's a classic conundrum. Um, open because it is not limited. Um, and, and emptiness is not a bad thing. It, it means that there is uh, the possibility to embrace all. And so it's a creative emptiness. And from that openness, from that emptiness, uh, arises generosity because we are no longer defending our turf. We are open to all. We, we are endless, uh, infinite possibility. And from that arises the, the abundance of the universe. And so it's, it's easier to be generous when we remember that I am open. Um, I have no limits placed upon me. And from that comes clear. I am open and clear. I see things clearly. I wisely discern. Um, I, I am not um, limited by having to think or be a certain way. I have let go of my roles and I am clear uh, in the sense like a beautiful sky that, that shows everything that's, that's around, right? That I, I can enjoy everything because I see clearly. And, and the third aspect is I am unimpeded. And by the way, from that cl clarity arises compassion because when I see things clearly, I'm no longer holding on to resentments. I, I am I'm willing to give of myself from that openness, from that clarity. I give uh, compassionately to others. And the third aspect is unimpeded. Um, there, there are no um, things getting in my way. I, I have nothing to aim for because I've already been given everything I could possibly need. So I'm not in, uh, impeded by desires or longings. I am unimpeded. I can do my work joyously and this this trinity it can be um seen in in mind idea expression the unity's metaphysical trinity it could be seen in uh the hindu terms sat chit ananda being consciousness and bliss it, in the holy spirit which which is the unimpeded givingness of god um, <coughs> and the father which is the openness the limitlessness and the sun which is the clarity of seeing with compassion so this trinity has been fa fascinating for me i hope i'm not getting too abstruse so let's turn to tools by which to harness all the stuff we've been talking about thus far in the show another drink of water folks And again, it's not too late to call in if you want to, 816-251-3555, if you've got any comments or questions. So here's some tools that I would encourage you to apply um, this week that, that sort of will help us move to these qualities of limitlessness that we've been talking about and help us fulfill our roles in 2022. So firstly, Notice, look, pay attention, look around. Instead of making a snap judgment about something, just simply watch it, look at it. It can happen in nature. When, when you first look around, you don't see much. But after you've paid attention for a while, 
things begin to show up. You see birds or animals you didn't notice before. I was reading about the meteors that are happening right now in our world, and it says it takes 15 minutes after you leave your house and go outside for your eyes to become accustomed to the night sky. So 15 minutes, right? Sometimes we pop out for two minutes and think, eh, I didn't see anything, and then we come in. But if you think it takes 15 minutes before you're acclimated to a different environment, then maybe I need to, to stop and notice and look for a little longer. It's, it's amazing what I might see if I do that. And it's true in, in the way we interact with others, too. Instead of having a snap judgment on them or being ready to respond to somebody's comments, notice, look, pay attention. Don't always be thinking about what you're going to be saying. Leave space, leave a gap so that you can entertain spirit in that gap. Second thing, and it leads on from that, the tool of appreciation. Appreciate what you have. You know, we're encouraged to accumulate, aren't we? To have more and more stuff. And did the stuff ever bring you true happiness? You know, it's it's nice to have it, but it's really not... Um, the, the key to, to happiness. And yeah, we can appreciate what we have. We can appreciate our families, appreciate the, the loved ones that are around us. We can appreciate the food that we eat. We can appreciate all the experiences we've had in our lives. We can appreciate even some of the downturns because they've given us greater wisdom. We can appreciate the touch of something. I love books and I love to feel the the tactile quality and texture of a book as I read it. Um, we can appreciate the simplest thing, appreciate our pets. It's take more time to appreciate what you have. And I, that works for me in terms of buying more stuff. If I, if I think, oh, I really want something else, um, I stop and I say, well, let me appreciate what I have before I buy anything else. And it, as I do that process, I don't really want anything anymore because I'm enjoying what I have so much. I don't need to accumulate anything else. Third tool, ask yourself, who am I? And again, it's all about our roles, right? What is, what is my role in 2022? Not just as an accumulator or an ego or a body or a mind, but in the as spirit, who am I in truth? And I would say if we if we really ask ourselves, uh, that question, honestly, will come back to the core of something magnificent within us, that I am more than anything I can define. I am that spark of divinity. I am love itself. And this is a beautiful thing, because when we come to understand who we are in truth, then we begin to say, I am limitless. There are no barriers to the possibility of my life. And then the fourth tool is from understanding of noticing and looking, of appreciating, of investigating who we are. Then we come to what is my purpose this year? What, what, is, what, what is mine to do? I am not here to accumulate more things, to criticize, to divide. I am here to be helpful, joyful, and to expand the good. And when I'm open to that, I will find ways to do that very thing. It could be something simple, a kind word to somebody. 
It could be taking on a volunteer job in your community. Um, it, it could be anything. It's really, there's a million things that are yours to do, but are they helpful? Do they yield joy for me and others? And do they expand the good? And if the answer is yes, then I would say pursue them. However simple, however profound they might be, right? So I hope we've covered enough ground here for to give you some ideas about how to approach the difficulties and challenges facing us this, this year, uh, how to harness the limitless qualities that are within you right now, and to entertain the idea of a new paradigm, a new way of looking, a quantum way of looking, because that is key to expanding into the, the future, I believe. You know, as many futurists talk about, the quantum awareness is the new awareness, um, and, and it's going to lead us into greater harmony and, and also can bring us things that we couldn't ever imagine because we're working at a higher level. It's a bit like the old uh, Hegelian dialectic of um, uh, thesis, synthesis, uh, excuse me, thesis, antithesis, and synthesis, right? We we live so often in, in, in the linear of thesis and antithesis. We have uh, debate going between one idea and the other. But if we take it higher uh, to the triangle uh, and, and the higher level above, the third way, we get to synthesis. And um, this is uh, an early form of quantum thinking, I think. To, to move beyond the linear in, into something higher. Uh, and that synthesis is, is um, not a denial of the thesis and antithesis, but a higher way of looking at those things. So there doesn't have to be a winner or loser. There's a higher win, win for, for both in this conundrum of living our lives. Folks, I wanna tell you a little bit about my book. Uh, I think it's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's been delayed just a little bit, but it's it's on its way, and this is a great time for a book to come out. It's called um, Unity and World Religions. I cover a lot of ground in the book. Um, I cover uh, six major religions, six uh, other religions, then a smorgasbord of uh, uh, religion that didn't get covered in, in, in the, other, the other 12. Um, I talk about the future of religion. I talk personally about my own journey, and it's shot full of quotes and ideas, um, especially mystical ideas about our, our unity and how the five principles of unity um, interweave in all, all religions, the perennial philosophy. Um, it's, it's easy to read. It's approachable. But it also comes with a study guide. You can order a, a PDF study guide to the book as an index and an extensive bibliography for those who want to pursue uh, further studies as a result of reading the book. So it'll be published by Unity um, this month. And as I said, it's called Unity in World Religions. I hope you can get a copy. Uh, I think you'll be pleased with it. And uh, I'd love to hear your, your feedback. So um, let me know what you think of that book when you when you get a copy of it. It'll, it'll be coming out um, as a softback, but also an e-copy as well. And uh, hopefully I'll, we'll get an audio book on it, on it sometime. I don't know when, but that's, that's another possibility. So um, 
unity and world religions. So we're at the end of the show. Let me tell you about next week. Um, next week, Nicolia Christie joins me, and she is a visionary, a futurist, a writer, and a teacher. And she's going to talk about her new book, which is entitled Love, God, and Everything, Awakening from the Long Dark Night of the Collective Soul. So that sounds interesting. And uh, I hope you can join me uh, next Tuesday for that. Um, We're grateful for your participation on the Unity Online radio network. And I'm particularly happy that you've tuned into world spirituality um, and keeping this voice of an awakening world on the air. I hope you feel encouraged about your role for 2022 and, and know, as we said earlier, that I have within me everything I need to be successful and effective this week and this year. And so it is. Take care now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.